This episode of the Devin Kershaw Show is brought to you by Boulder Nordic Sport, purveyors of select cross-country gear. For the finicky athlete looking to round out a ski fleet with hand-selected gems, or a beginner seeking advice on learning how to skate ski, the folks at BNS have years of experience racing, coaching, and providing race service. They obsess so you can focus on getting outside. As they say, BNS employs their experience to break down technical barriers so that you can enjoy the sport, whether that means skiing in the park with your dog or trying to make the U.S. ski team. You can find more at bouldernordic.com or their brick and mortar stores in Boulder, Colorado and Portland, Maine. This is Jason Albert, and you are listening to The Devin Kershaw Show from Faster Skier. This is the eighth podcast in our series of podcasts from the Tour de Ski. We are talking about the aftermath of today's Stage 8 Alpsermi Hill Climb. Joining us from Canada is former Canadian national ski team member Ivan Babakov, who has a certain fondness for the Alps or me, but I'll allow Devin to do a proper introduction. And a big thanks if you have been following along with us over the last 10 days. Okay, here's the episode. I've never heard my dad swear in my whole life. And my mom, if I ever said like, shucks, she'd be like, watch your mouth. Yeah. So they're both from Southern Ontario, you know, and then I grew up in Northern Ontario and I just kept saying to my parents, like, you know what, if you wanted me to have a better vocabulary choice, then you should have not raised me in Sudbury, Ontario. So that's <laughs> on them. Oh, dude, I gotta say like, you, you know, I know you have a trail named after you, I think at your local area, Devin, but they're going to disown you at some point. No, no, no. <laughs> that, that, People know. People in Sudbury, no. they know. No, no, they know. But, they know. but he, the, the trail they're named after him, not because of skiing, probably because of hockey, because he's yeah. in hockey when he was growing up. <laughs> probably, that's cares true. About yeah. Skiing. <laughs> yeah, and that's the true. party mouse is a part of the hockey culture. So yeah, it's true. That's also normal. true. <laughs> that's also true. And you're going to, and you're getting into that, Babs, with Danny playing hockey. So get ready, dude. <laughs> so I got a couple of questions here culturally. Okay. I, for sure, I have my mouth washed out as a kid with soap. And I've done it to my my kid, my older, I have two kids. I have, an, I have a 17-year-old now and a 13-year-old. The 17-year-old is like, bring it. He'll drink soap. <laughs> the, the younger one is like, seriously, I just show him a little, like a dash of soap on my fingertip and it's big tears. So is that a cultural thing? You grew up, um, before you moved to Canada, you were a Russian. Is that a, uh, like, is that a thing in Russia too, when you have a potty mouth, like you get a little soap? Well, I ne- first of all, I never stopped being Russian, right? It's It stays with you. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't remember. Well, you get you get spanked. With the, you get belt, you know, like that's where <sighs> I was growing up. Dude. Yeah. So it's a bit, a bit different. So different stakes, right? Soap versus belt and when you can sit on your bum for a couple of days <laughs> no no maybe i'm i'm making it sound too too harsh but uh i don't remember like no my mom uh i don't think she she cursed she like but like normal she well she was a teacher my dad was a teacher right so it's that gotcha. everything comes with it <laughs> but uh i like my i have a 18 year old son and he's a uh, he says once in a while here's in there uh little one you know it's he's uh, i have another son he's he's nine and he's uh yeah 
He's, he knows the bad words, and when he hears something on TV or radio, he's like, "Yeah, turn it off. It's a bad, it's a bad station or something." You know, or, yeah, yeah. So he's he's gotcha. good. <laughs> gotcha. Devin, any soap as a kid? No, no soap as a kid. But wow. I, I knew better. I knew better than to swear like a trooper in front of my mom till I was long into adulthood. So okay. it, was, uh, it was all about it was all about the secret life for me. Okay, so um, we have a guest, Ivan Babakov, uh, yes, on today. So why don't you give a uh, folks. An intro, Devin. But yeah, before, because I want to give an intro, I'm going to embarrass Babs here because uh, <laughs> I am, I, yeah, oh yeah, buddy. I, I'm really thrilled to have Ivan on our, on our little podcast project. Um, for those who don't know Ivan or I so very well, um, Ivan and I were teammates for the better part of a decade, over a decade. Um, and in that time, he became a close friend, of course. Um, and I want people to know just how tough Ivan Babakov is. And, and this is going to be a great little segue because Jesse Diggins, I've been saying, singing your praises and she won the tour de ski as we all know. And that's going to spend a lot of time talking about that today. But Ivan Babakov is <laughs> got to be the toughest person I know and take the results all the way from it. But in races, it was the never say die attitude that, oh, Babs, I'm so thankful to have you on the team for that because I was never one tenth as tough as you in races and i learned a lot from you and just to go through some highlights before we get into the get into the pod here um ivan has two individual world cup podiums both of which are on the hill climb so essentially he's the complete opposite of me he's tough i'm not and he's good at climbing and skating i'm not uh he was third in 2014 on the final climb and he won the final climb in that in that little story i told the other day in 2009 he was also fourth at the world championships in 2013 in the 15k skate and he was fifth at the olympic games in 2010 in the 30k pursuit so add that to a plethora of top tens and racing for both canada and russia it's awesome to have babs here and i'm stoked we can break down break down the day and and break down the tour with someone like babs on the podcast not only that ivan was also the coach of the canadian national cross-country ski team so he brings experience from the coaching side of things as well and uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a great informal chat as they always are jason if there's one thing i can do is to send us off on tangents so let's do it oh me too actually i yeah i'm gonna apologize in advance ivan that um captain digression here so um ivan i'm just curious before we get into the super nitty-gritty here um what do you most fondly recall from Devin from your ski racing days or not fondly? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, thanks for having me here. It's, it was kind of last minute. Like I woke up to the text and I'm like, Oh, okay. Something, something, That's how we roll. something came up and <laughs> why not? <laughs> right. And quickly watched the, the final climb. And here I am. Um, what I remember from Devin, Devin was actually one of the first, acquaintances or, or friends that I when I that, that spoke with me when I when I moved to Canada like him and and uh, and and Chandra Crawford I remember we had a camp at Lake Louise uh, and we were staying at the hostel and I was still I was back then part of the um, Foothill Ski Club and I was there to help out with some coaching or just to and train as well and I never forget that because my English was still really bad and I was really shy and nervous and 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 didn't want to speak to anybody because I was afraid <laughs> afraid of saying something wrong and and they misunderstand me but I remember that clearly so that was back probably 2003 uh, winter of 2003 and and uh 
I think it was in the evening after dinner. They just came up to me and started started chatting, being super friendly as you know he is, and and offered me some. I think it was brownies or cookies and and like it was that brownies. Was, that, it was brownies. Bro- brownies. <laughs> I remember yeah, that. See, yeah. <laughs> see, see brownies, and I'm like that. I'm like first first my rational nature like okay that's weird. What do they want from me? They they want something from me. Why are they being nice to me? <laughs> but that was just a part of the Canadian culture, I guess. And 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 since then, like he was he was a really good good person to talk to. And, and of course, like like you mentioned, we we grew into friends and and like a second family, like or uh, most of the time is the first family because we've oh, been sure. on the road for so many years and and shared so many memories and the good ones and and not so good ones and and uh, tears and sweat and everything, right? So um, can't say and there's nothing bad to say <laughs> say about that. You know, he's he's always been a great teammate and and been there for for all of us for in in the teammates and and when I coach him too, it was it was great to have him there. So. And uh, like when when I saw his text text this morning, I'm like, hey, it's a good good opportunity to chat, and and <laughs> I'm sure we're gonna remember some things that that gonna make me emotional a <laughs> bit, and, and that intro also it was it was really nice and it brought me back places. <laughs> okay, to set some context here, and then I'll let you guys roll. Um, we finished the tour to ski today in the Alps for me. There were eight stages. And Jesse Diggins, as Devin noted, won first North American, first non-European, I guess I'll frame it that way, first non-European male or female to win the Tour de Ski. Um, she's obviously legendary here in North American circles. That'd be Jesse Diggins. Um, and on the men's side, you know, Ivan Babakov, Ivan Babakov, my gosh. Uh, yeah, Ivan Babakov was peerless. But Alexander Bolshinov was obviously just, you know, ahead of the rest of the field, he killed it um, and won the overall for the second year in a row. So that just broadly frames uh, today's discussion. But uh, Devin, why don't you take it from here? And I'm glad to hop in intermittently. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to, we're going to start with the big, with the big one here. I mean, like, Jesse Diggins just won the freaking tour de ski. It is such a huge moment for American skiing. It's a huge moment for North American skiing. And Jessie's given us a lot of great, great moments over her career so far. She's not even 30 yet. So like the, the moments are just going to keep flooding in, but to give this some context, you got to think that like the first, the first international skiing in the big, big stage, I know there was international races with home and Cole and stuff like that, but um, you know, at the first winter Olympic games in 1924, cross-country skiing made its kind of international debut on that level of stage. So, so let's say it's 97 years of like international competition and yeah, Bill Koch winning a silver medal in the Olympic games for the U S and then Bill Koch winning the overall world cup that probably reigns as the biggest thing ever in American cross-country skiing individually. Of course, Keegan and Jesse winning the world championships in 2013, and then Keegan and Jesse again winning the Olympic gold in 2018. These are great team performances. Keegan, first time that Keegan won an individual silver medal in 2009 in the skate sprint in Libretch, huge moment for American skiing. First time she won the World Cup Sprint Globe, this is huge moments for cross-country skiing as well individually. But winning the Tour de Ski and setting the table she just needs to be between essentially like well first but like if she if she's between if she's in the top 10 most races closing out the season jesse diggins could win like it's a 
looks very good to win the overall World Cup globe, which is just bananas. And for her to win this tour de ski was was an amazing feat for American skiing. I, I don't know, like Ivan and I have like we've lived through some big moments for for Canadian skiing, of course, with like Chandra winning the Olympic Games. That was a huge moment. Uh, Alex winning the 50k and what do you think, Babs? Like, I mean, fuck, Jace, like Jesse was a beast today, second on the day too, and she'd never had a bad day this whole tour. But that's. Uh... In terms of the tour de ski, like you know what it is, it, it's it's insane accomplishment. And and looking at Jesse, like she hasn't been out of the podium in any single race through the tour, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken here. But and you can you can see the determination, and she knew that she can do it, and and she believed in herself. And like you said, like especially even on the hill climb, like when she she struggled in some of them, I believe in in the past years. But here she just you know like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, and and. They've been strong. I mean, USA ski team. They've been strong for for many years. But this is this is like you said, put it to the totally different level, you know. And and it gives her amazing opportunity for the overall as well, like you mentioned again. Yeah. So it's like I you you can't forget also uh, Rosie Rosie Brennan like oh, and, yeah. and she. Yeah, she she's been there, and and that's a, that's a harshness of tour de ski. Like one one bad race, or even mediocre race, and you out of it. And she like to me, she should have been on the podium at the like on the overall. Oh yeah, but I that, agree. That, that one classic race, and you know that course. That course is the is the toughest classic course on the circuit, and it doesn't it doesn't forgive mistakes. You know, and one not great day and especially in classic uh, like if you if you're not there you're gonna lose minutes and that's what happened to her but of course we're talking about jesse and that didn't happen to her <laughs> even though she no. also had some some tough classic races in the past on that one she's she just like you know bit it and she's just like i'm gonna stay here and 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 again another podium that that was that was insane but yeah but like yeah she her jesse and and rosie outstanding this tour outstanding yeah absolutely and I th i'm glad you brought that up babs because like you finished seventh in the overall tour i finished fourth as my best in the overall tour and like rosie brennan 32 years old now she's like got all these podiums yeah. and the girl finishes fifth in the overall tour and that's like a side note because jesse diggins made american ski history but you're you're good to bring up rosie and and that is what is punishing with the tour you, you have one tough day one bad day in the tour to ski and like like bab said you're done it's over and and jesse while she didn't podium every every race she was in the top three in the overall she led right from val mustaire oh, but uh but yeah but regardless she was leading from val mustaire in the overall that's why you saw the yellow bib and stuff and like she had no bad days in the tour that's, mm -hmm. that's also like absolutely outstanding and hats off to the whole, to the whole squad. And, and I mean, just to give it context, like individual performances like Jesse did today. I mean, we're talking, this is the best individual women's performance in us ski in us history in cross country skiing for 97 years. There's no question. And to me, that's just like, because the other thing too, and like Babs can talk about this a bit too. And like, cause skiing, skiing is a bit different than cycling or, or like running for example, we're like in cycling, it's the win or nothing, right? Like, yeah, there's podiums after all these big races in the pro tour, but like, it's all about the win. And in skiing, like the podium reigns supreme, like not reigns supreme, but there's like big cachet with the podium and people keep track of that sort of thing. And, and these are great results, but I mean, Babs is one on the world stage. I've won on the world stage. There is something different to be the best in 
at, at something on a given day or in, in Jesse's instance in the whole tour to ski. And it's like, it, it it's, it, <laughs> I know we shouldn't be surprised because she's given us so many great moments, but like, yeah, think about that. Let that sink in. Like she just after the tour has been done, all those stages, she's the best in the world that showed up. And that's, that's incredible. So I, I have a question just to kind of get in, get inside the mind of like a, a, a young athlete and like say a maturing athlete on the world cup. So let's just make the assumption that you all are kind of freakish athletes. Let's all make the assumption and maybe I'm wrong here, but that you're hyper competitive, right? I mean, you've gone through the junior ranks, uh, you've gone through the senior ranks, you're on the world cup and you're fighting for podiums. That said, I'm curious when you're sizing up competition or when you guys were active and were sizing up competition, like what, what type of results resonated for you that were like, yeah, this dude I'm lining up against is the real deal. Do you want me to take it? Yeah, Yeah, sure. I'll be like, if we're talking in tour, like if we're talking this window of what, what was it? Nine days, eight days, 10 days. I don't, I lost count. Yeah, eight stages, ten days, sure. Yeah, t- ten days. You know, it's a tour is a totally different beast. When you look at the world champs or or World Cup races, you know, you can peak or you can you can focus on one race and and but tour, you gotta be good at everything. And that's what JC showed. You know, like if she wasn't on the podium every single day, she was up front there in the final of the sprint final on the taking bonus points, and and that takes insane amount of energy. And and I'm not just talking only day race days but also those days in between when you need to travel when you need to relax and you have to stay mentally strong getting ready for next day because like just imagine the feeling when you when you finish you accomplish something on the on the second or third day of the tourist you in the podium you lead you got a yellow bib but that's just the beginning that just after that you have to like you cannot relax you cannot do some <laughs> some silly stuff like what what we saw with swedish team happen you know when, <laughs> when they're getting injured in the hotel you know like and and that shows experience that shows that she's she's done it not once twice or three times before you know and and that shows that she's she's one of the best in the world yes we maybe missing some norwegian norwegian skiers athletes in there but actually for the on the women's side it didn't didn't really it, it made it more exciting maybe only but yeah, it sure. didn't really t- take anything away of it you know like so and was there Teresa in there and some other other Norwegian athletes there would it would have been different maybe maybe not <laughs> you know because she was so dominant and she was there like and Eva Anderson too like they were they were fighting like on the distance races like it was insanely it was it was super exciting to watch so yeah. like like and and it's, I'm I'm glad you brought up the cycling because in cycling like, if you take Tour de France for example there is days when when overall contenders they're not fighting for it they're just sitting in the in the pack and they just okay I'm gonna I'm gonna recharge today if it's a sprint stage for example right in in Tour de Ski and skiing it doesn't happen there is no easy days that's oh, what G- to be G- on. G- yeah that's what jc so- showed today you know it's not like oh like for example i i i was terrible at sprinting i never was good so and mentally i kind of gave up and i'm coming to the sprint i'm like okay i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna do the quality <laughs> and go home and go to hotel and just try to recover for the next day with with those guys who are fighting for the top three for the overall or for his jesse there is no days like that and i cannot imagine how it is feel like because it's insane insane 
mentally stressed you have to be so powerful and so so strong and and physically as well you got to be there every single day for every single heat of the sprint for every single meter on the distance course so it's it, it's huge accomplishment it's huge accomplishment yeah and like jason like i i mean of course abs and i are going to be in agreement with most things but that is that is a huge thing to to take into consideration like yeah, the, the the toll when you're in the leading, like when you're in the leading position in, in a tour is huge. But like when I was active in the tour, of course, and Babs would say the same. I mean, like when we were active at, at our best, you know what I mean? Like it was that was the, the big, the, the big star. It was Dario Colonia who would always show up to the tour ready. And, mm-hmm. and the, the annoying would be and then you had guys like i mean babs remembers this tour like when when lucas bauer won mm-hmm. where he was just ripping the legs off us every single distance race remember his classic race in in val de fiam babs when he just like dropped us all like sacks yeah. of shit and then like won it alone took all the bonus seconds like it was mm-hmm. insane so yeah. so so you definitely have guys to watch but like kind of alluding to what babs is saying like guys to watch guys to not watch like when you're in contention and you want to win the tour it's just you got to bring the heat every single day, and you can't have off days. And and uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, what Jesse, what Jesse did was amazing, and also what the whole U.S. ski team did. Like, mm-hmm. I want to like also highlight like Swerble too, man. Mm-hmm. Like Swerble's young, dude, mm-hmm. and and she had such a great tour to finish it off the way she did. Ko, you know, building back from. I mean, Ko is just such a huge like huge talent and 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 in the american pipeline you know like on the women's side it's deep and it's exciting and god like there's not much else to say i mean the women's race was awesomely exciting the whole time i thought it was really cool to see stupak really grit it and hold Mm -hmm. on for second you saw how stoked she was babs at the end like she was super pumped second in the the tour it's huge Uh, i for me it was highlight when she was i don't know if you watch her interview at the after classic race um oh yeah after, when she no where, where did she win she won in the, at the she may have won a couple which race she won yeah she yeah. Won, she won the, and and she's like it's my son's birthday today one year ago i gave birth to my son and yeah. today oh, his birthday awesome. and that's and that's my present you know oh and my god i'm that, getting goosebumps <laughs> that, i know man that's that's what it's you know when when she imagine what she, when she was when she woke up and she's just like she misses her son and it's one he's one year old and she's somewhere in Europe racing races. For, imagine for mom too. Like how is that? Oh yeah, it's crazy. And she's just like, I have to. I'm gonna win it for for him today. Like oh, yes, amazing. I miss him, but that's insane. Like that that oh, yeah. gave me like tears. Like, oh, I'm, I'm getting like, goosebumps. I'm watching, oh, yeah, I'm like, oh my god. But I I guess I haven't really <laughs> answered your question, Jason. Like about the like on the tour, like. You mentioned other people, and I don't know, Devon. Maybe for you was different, but if you in that mentality, if you want to come fighting for the top, you cannot look to the side and, and look at like Petter Nortuk or Eva Anderson and, and thinking, "Oh my God, she's so strong! I don't know if I can beat her." There, there's you cannot have that mentality. You kind of come in and it's you, and like you see totally. the course, you see the tracks, and you just like there's a finish line somewhere there, 15k from here or 1.2k from here, and I gotta be there as quick as possible. And you do not like you cannot think about all those uh, celebrities in skiing that that on the line, start line with you because that's gonna that's gonna put a crack mentally in your game and you just you're gonna be following. But what Jesse did, she didn't follow. She just like I'm the best, and I can win all of this. 
and yeah. they they can follow me i'm not gonna follow them <laughs> so yeah, that's no, that, sure. that, that's a mentality the winners coming into it and same with with nortuk and petter and like you mentioned uh, uh bauer lucas bauer you know when when he dropped all, everybody and just he's just like i'm gonna win this there's not like okay i'm gonna sit for 15k and then maybe i make my attack there, there is nothing of that so that, that's why you're saying like when you look at those competitiveness and 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 people who's on the start line with you like if you fighting for the podium or you for the win like you gotta be the pinnacle of that <laughs> not other yeah. people otherwise yeah you gotta be work. assertive totally yeah. i agree with you babs you gotta be assertive and you gotta do it yourself and like i i think like uh yeah no i i totally agree and coming but coming back to like the other women like stupak again like you said, that's an amazing anecdote, Babs. I didn't know that. That's that's awesome. And her second in the overall tour, amazing. And then you saw like Abba Anderson. Like I, I thought right from the start. I mean, I thought Frida Carlson would be would be the best. But I mean, I also mentioned that that Abba Anderson was one to watch. I think this is cool to note because Abba Anderson has so many World Cup podiums, right? And mm -hmm. in the last couple of years, like Abba Anderson's been like like one to watch and one to follow, like a real leader in the Swedish team. But she's super young. And did you know that this was her first World Cup win? So this meant a lot for her today. First ever. Oh. Yeah, I was shocked until when I read that this morning. Uh, Someone, yeah. I was shocked. So, so, so Eva Anderson takes the stage, and in taking the stage, she climbs up into the top three. She ends up third in the overall tour. So, so there was like, Eva Anderson's day was amazing, and and like I like we've talked about a bit, Jason. I think Babs would agree. Like, Eva Anderson was kind of raunchy in Val Mustaire, and I was like, what is happening here? But then she's been so solid since they came down from high altitude. Had Eva Anderson, had this not been a pandemic and stuff, it would who knows what would have happened. But it's too bad that Eva Anderson came to seventeen hundred plus meters not ready, uh, because mm -hmm. that that had a that had some effect. She wasn't going to beat Jesse Diggins because she can't sprint and Jesse Diggins can sprint. But um, you know the fact that she climbed herself back onto the podium that was just like that was a that was a great mental win too for for eb anderson so yeah it was uh, it was a cool event like you said babs what a, what an event on the women's side all around it was awesome and all the hats off i hope the americans are popping some champagne man like yeah, uh, they, they, this is awesome yeah well another highlight for me last couple of races was actually if you want to speak about claudel delphine from france oh yeah dude Oh, like she's like in the classic. I think that was another star just born, you know, like that's oh, going to yeah. be confidence for her for world champs. And like technically totally. she looks really good. And, and she now she proven that she's she can skate in the classic too. In the master, she was seventh. Like, I mean, I think that's a that's a good one for for French, uh, especially. Did you see? I think they posted today that her it's a French women podium first since 2003 or something. Yeah. Think about that. So that, that, and that's in bad. Thanks for bringing that up too, Babs. Like, like it is France has been criticized for not taking women around to the world cup in the past, especially in our career, Ivan, you know, like uh -huh. um, when Filippo was retired and stuff and like, and this is really cool to see them b bring a young team to the tour. And then, like you said, like what a, what a finish to climb onto the podium on the day today like that. And uh, that was a super exciting race. And, and yeah, uh, that's, but, that's a but, super but, good point. Yeah, that brings it brings it back to imagine imagine that young girl, your young French girl, like she I don't know if she's done World Cup. 
yet to the like at least this season you know and she she came to the tour and she, she, here she is at the final at the mass start of the Alpe de Chermis. I don't know if she's done it before or not but like you can be super intimidated and then you skiing with Stupak and Jesse and Anderson like can, can you afford to be like oh my god I don't think I can fight with these guys you know she would not be on the podium if she had that, that kind of approach to it's that true, she it's just, true super right? true so, yeah. Okay, so no, it's great for her, like amazing. Yeah, so a couple of like big picture items to think about uh, that I want you to comment on, Ivan, and I'll let again like default to uh, Devin to flesh it out. You know, one is you just said like being intimidated at the bottom of the Alp. So you're you killed. You know, you had some very lovely performances up the Alp. So I, I want you to speak a little bit about the nature of that. And also contextually, you know, throughout this tour on the men's side, it's been, you know, a lock for, you know, it's like six or seven Russians uh, in the top 10 and the top 12. Very solid, obviously. And that's not atypical. You know, we're, we're missing the men's Norwegian team to infuse themselves in, into the or populate the top 10, so to speak. But it's not uncommon to see the Russians, you know, locking up a podium. Um but but I would like you to let's start with actually on the men's side. Bolshinov takes the win hands down. Um, but what have you heard, you know, over the past couple of years just about the power and the strength of, you know, the Russians and their ability to just sort of, you know, here's another Russian, here's another Russian. And they are they're, you know, again, outside of some Norwegians, um, they control the men's field. Yeah, like I mean, you got to give it to them. They came to the tour ready to to oh, fight, yeah. right? Because Dude, they were awesome. Been, they were awesome in the tour. Yeah, there's always been like Kirsch, you know, like everyone knows there's always been a Russian team. There's always been nine nine guys at the tour. But oh, yeah. has it ever been what, six, seven guys in top 10? No, never. It was it never. was it was it was awesome. They and and the way the way like uh Bolshinov has skied his technique. He's the best technical skier in the world uh, right now, especially at this tour. I mean, there's mm -hmm. a couple Norwegians that are at his level technically, but, um, and how, he, how disciplined he was. Like you, we also forget that Bolshinov, yeah, he won two tours in a row, but like Bolshinov's not 30. Bolshinov's 24. Yeah. And, and his discipline today, how he disciplined, like how, how he was so disciplined up the Alp today. Yeah. It looked like it looked like oh man he's going to be like fourth or fifth and who cares because he's winning the tour by over three minutes mm -hmm. so that's great but it was it was a tactical perfection race for Bolshunov when the when it flattens out and you you know when that yeah. happens yeah. Yeah. like that yeah. last eight hundred meters that's yeah. when like I'm just wrecked like I'm looking at my legs yelling like <laughs> and, and Bolshunov Bolshunov was super disciplined comes to that last eight hundred meters and the guy makes up like probably twenty seconds he ends up passing. Mm -hmm. Maurice Magnifica to, yeah. to secure second and yeah. it, he's being like a total veteran and he has been a veteran in some ways but he is young and and like you're saying Ivan that, that'd be cool to get your perspective like what do you think has changed like these young Russian guys seem like they're working as a team a little bit like 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 I don't mean in the races like we all saw what happened <laughs> with with, Chern, with, with, uh, with Chervotkin and Belov I'm not saying in the individual <laughs> races but I just mean like like you're saying Babs they all showed up ready to go here and mm -hmm. You got to give it to them for sure. 
yeah, they they absolutely picking for for the tour from the beginning, and not just distance guys. Like if you, if you look at Gleb, like Gleb's oh, season awesome. has been amazing, you know. And and you're right, there is it still needs to be worked on the team team game, <laughs> but it is getting better. Like I remember, I was watching one of the intermediate and one one of the bonus points there, and when there was Gleb and Bolshinov fighting, like and and Gleb actually pulled his. A foot out of the like before the line, so Bolshinov can take it. So I'm not sure if it was talked about or or not, or that's just Gleb kind of thinking about it. But you're right; there it's getting better, and we can only be afraid of what's going to happen when they actually start working as a team. But that team came to the tour, and all of the every single there's a young guy in there, um, Yakimushkin, I think was it? No, there was yeah. another one. Um, um, Terentiev. yes, Terentiev, yeah. So young guy was there with a, with a bib, different color bib, and and they all like every single day, like just throwing down, like doesn't matter sprint or or distance. And Bolshinov, you you can't you can't argue with this. Like he's he's the best in the world right now <laughs> on the oh, yeah. World Cup circuit. Like doesn't matter what distance, what race it is. And and again, it comes down to that mentality. And he had that in the previous year, but maybe. There was still mentally he wasn't ready. He was too young. Some tactical mistakes, but but at this tour, like especially watching sprints, he's just like, you know what? I'm gonna take it from the front, and I know I'm the strongest, and let him catch me. And oh, totally. a couple of times maybe he paid for it, but like talking about the hill, that was that was exceptionally done. It was the same as like at, like you have to play your strength at the hill. Like you know, it's a, it's an insane hill. But if you like remember, if you remember back in time, Peter Nortuk, like. He was terrible at at, at uh, climbing, but somehow he's always been in like top fifteen of, on the day. That's because he played his strength. So he he was going bananas on the flat, like all that first three point whatever kilometers or how long it is. He was one of the best there, and like just putting time on people, and they're just struggling up the hill and maybe fight uh, like firing again on that flat part that's what Bolshinov did he's like I gotta be a good position on the on the before before it starts climbing and then I just gotta follow and not to get be gapped and not blow up my legs so I can have that next year on the flat before the finish and that was exceptionally done I mom just can't applaud it and same with Abba Anderson she's yeah. she's oh yeah she knew, like, I have to just make a few second gap, and then they can catch me. And it was it, like Jesse kind of uh, got got boxed in at the bottom of it, and that's where the gap happened. And after that, they just because it was the same speed, it was just tactical mistake by Jesse. Maybe, maybe she could like I would have. I thought she would win today. Like if she would have been on on like with Abba on the hill, if that oh, yeah. gap didn't happen, she would have won. She would have out sprinted her. Like that's not even the question, right? But that was like we didn't talk about it, but Abba it was a perfect execution by Abba too. Yeah. And like, I want to ask Oh, for sure. I yeah. agree. Uh, Babs, I got to ask you too, man, because like I, I like I joked around about the hill a lot and stuff, and like yeah, I mean I don't know what my best time up the hill was twelve maybe once, but uh, most of the time I'm like just getting the doors blown <laughs> off me. But um, I was super intimidated. Like I remember we'd be we'd be at the panorama, you know, Babs, and I'd just be like freaking out. Like I like oh. no matter what, like the the you know I the podiums in the overall tour went up in smoke a couple years for me because I was just so bad at that climb. Um, but I just can never, I was just like super intimidated. And I was always like really impressed and curious with you because like you had the opposite reaction. Like you would look forward to that climb and like, what was it about it that you figured out? I mean, like going back and looking at some of those races, when you're not doing that now, I've got two kids, I'm in school. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> time for that now, Babs, but 
but like time, like you would, you'd be able to offset the whole hill. And, and to do that, you have to be not just like mentally ready, but there was that like your plan? Like what, what was it like the night before Alp Tremise for you? You know, like quite a few people ask me, like, what's the secret? How you do that? And I cannot tell you, maybe that's a mental approach, maybe from the, because my first hill, first hill climb, that's when I wanted, right? And maybe from that, that gave me so much confidence that I wasn't afraid of it. And I was actually looking forward to it. I'm like, that was a challenge. That was my challenge. I'm like, you know, but if we're talking about Alpe de Chemise in last stage, it, it's not a cross-country ski race anymore it's a it's a survival it's something totally different if you ask anybody who who finished that stage and ask you like how was it like you say this is nothing even close to to <laughs> to 99.9 percent .9 of what we do in the rest of the season because it's it's totally different beast right and it's it's mentally you have to be so strong like you said if as soon as you and I had some bad bad races too up that hill when and that's I realized that that's when I thought oh my god like I don't think I'm ready today you know like or or skiing up it and and just like oh my legs gonna start cramping now and that's happened you know so I think that's the difference that's the difference because everyone in the pain cave everyone passed that that threshold when you because it's it's just a survival pretty much and that's where you're fighting but for me like you said you asked I'm coming, I was coming into it as it was my challenge. I'm like, I just got to get with the, with the people because for me it was the toughest part was that flat because it was so fast and I never was a speedy guy. Right. So for me it was like, I just got to be there with, with the group or like up positioned well before the hill starts. And then after that, I just ski my speed and that's it. <laughs> yeah, but that's impressive. you're right. It's it's a, it's a tough one. And especially yeah and when you when you don't know it maybe that was this <laughs> that was also what worked for me because when first for at the first hill like you don't know what to expect you know it's a big hill but how is it gonna feel after like five minutes of of skiing up it like or 10 minutes up it like and and it's it's <laughs> it's not a ski race <laughs> like i said it's a survival when you don't feel when and you saw actually i want i want to bring it up you saw the day on on the race when bolshinov tumbled and when stupaks almost skied the wrong way yeah yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and that's when that's when that you you can barely see sometimes up that hill when you start it when when it hits you and when it's like second or third that that shelf or that's that whatever 28 percent grade there when it hits you you don't think it's just pain <laughs> and oh, i yeah. think the ability of of getting over that pain and just that pain pushing that tr pain threshold like a bit further maybe that's what that's what the difference between people and uh, talking jesse like she, she has no, she, th that pain cave for her, she knows it so well <laughs> because she's done it so many times. And that's why she's so impressive a bit as well. Yeah, no, that's true. But it is true. That's interesting perspective, Babs. Like, I think, I think with me, like I was too analytical as an athlete all around. I think you would agree with that Babs. And like, I just like, yeah, using too much energy analyzing and, and worrying about stuff. And, and, uh, for a race like that, you're absolutely right. Like it, you just got to take it as it comes and and be ready to suffer and mm -hmm. and being resi ready to suffer like like babs is saying it's like when you get like because yeah like what you're alluding to is like what people don't see at home as much is like yeah man it goes like over 30 percent 28 percent like this is steep on skate skis you know it's really steep and like you the lactic acid party that's happening in your the lactate sorry that is just flooding your system is is insane 
and and Bolshinov stumbling there is because his legs are just flooded. I mean, like he's mm-hmm. not making some weird tactical error. Like we talked about how great technically he is. It's just like it's not a lapse in judgment either. It's just like he's stiff, man. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, but what a yeah, it's a it's an incredible accomplishment for for everybody that gets up that beast and. Uh, for people like Ivan that, that have won it before, like I'm just, in, or my wife, like uh, the Christian, like I'm in, I'm in such awe. Like it's just like so, so far from my reality. So it's, uh, but I thought, I thought too, like coming, swinging back around to the men's race, like uh, spits off too. I, 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 we all know like Babs, I mean, we've followed him in his career and like, we all know how good he is at climbing, especially in skating. But but he was a well it was a well executed race for him. And exactly. I thought it was all, and I thought it was also cool that like, Spitzoff is same. It was like the last last chance to dance. Last day, a podium was available, but he had to have the day that he had today to secure the the, the spot on the podium, that third place. And yeah. he and he got it. And he got it by three seconds, man. Mm-hmm. Like he bumped Yakamushkin off the podium and secured it, but by three seconds, he takes the stage win, ends up third in the overall tour. Uh, he's another great young young Russian to watch. And Manifica, old man Manifica, he he, he did everything right in this tour. Uh, he's always been good in the climb, you know that, Babs. But like yeah. um, in, in the whole tour, he he did. He also limited his mistakes um, behind Bolshinov, who is who is just without without the Norwegians there. Bolshinov is there's no one that can touch him, and and that's what we saw. But Manifika securing second in the in the overall tour, that's a that's a nice accolade for him and a nice Palmer for him to go go further with. And and maybe there is hope. I'm not sure, but maybe there is hope for Manifika in the 15k skate at the world championships in Oberstdorf. It'll be fun to see. Yeah, you can't write them off. But th- the one thing that stood out to me, like, of course, Spitzoff executed perfectly. Like I said, playing on the strength, just really good, especially with the new format as a, as a mastered. It makes it so much harder to pass people because, like oh, yeah. you know, Devon, when you oh, when yeah. you're on that and that when you're full of lactate, and and oh, then you move. see so, so, somebody struggling in front of you, and you have to move around them when it's 28 <laughs> degrees, per, like you know, steeper. Like it's it's it makes it's uh, I don't know in, insane amount of energy you'll spend passing people, and for him to be able to, I gotta be up front, I gotta be in top three, four when we just get to the hill, and then and then see what happens and again we're, we're thinking about if you if Spitzoff if Denis comes to the hill and sees Bolshinov with him he's just like oh my god this is Bolshinov and he's he's been unstoppable the whole tour maybe I'll just sit behind him and see what happens he would not have been third he would have been yeah, exactly still, right and yeah, but yeah he would have stayed fifth yeah 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 but if you're speaking of shocking things and negative things and start of the 2021 like even we're not even going to touch us part but stay in the tour yeah no yeah, we're going, say, where we're we going, going with john mark gaillard <laughs> not finishing the tour de ski oh. that's the first in what 12 years no more man it's 15 years he's done every started every tour 15 years 15 years and this is the first Jean-Marc Gaillard hasn't finished the tour so this is uh, th- maybe that's inside joke Jason but this is our icon you know Jean-Marc Gaillard the only guy left or before this the only guy who finished, <laughs> started and finished every single tour de ski from the beginning of it t- till now and when I saw him in the beginning of the tour I'm like yes he's going for another one what a what a legend he's and then I I'm like I was w- looking his results and he's not there and now I see he d- did not start the hill climb 
and that's it. That, that, for me, <laughs> the tour is done. So end of the world is coming or something like that. <laughs> because, uh, how old are you now, Ivan? I'm, uh, oh, how am I? Yeah. I'm 41. I'm 42. I will be four. I'm 41. Yeah. We'll be 41. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Jean-Marc, I think he's... Uh, same age. He's same much, age. He's same, same age. Yeah. And he's still like for old old guys. I'm not gonna say old boys, old balls, but old guys like myself and Dylan to see somebody who raced majority of our careers with, and he's still there. <laughs> like same with Dario, right? And he, oh yeah, he's, he's the, the the. It's he got to get a statue done or something in France <laughs> for that accomplishment. You know, every single tour de ski because like when you if just think about it that period of two weeks and back in the time there are some stages that been longer than that and stay healthy through it finish every single race and do well in it it's and over 15 years we gotta we gotta talk about that oh, yeah i'm glad you brought i'm glad you brought it up like jmg man like just think of your life now babs think, i think of my life like i'm about as far from like a professional athlete as you can get it seems like and it's like you're still racing the World Cup. Like, I just can't, like, JMG, Jean-Marc Gard is still going. It's amazing. I agree. It's just unbelievable. So I, I am kind of curious, just thinking about the hill climb a little bit. Um, and and I, I think traditionally when I think of, okay, it's going to be someone light on their feet, you know, Liz Steven comes to mind, um, you know, that can fly up this hill. Ivan, maybe, you know, I've seen you race in person and maybe I, you know, you are... Uh, you seem like a pretty strong dude. Um, that said, was there something like in your dad, like your own personal metrics that you kept uh, as an athlete, you know, maybe how you performed on hills that was an indicator for you that I'm going to be good at the final stage, if that question makes sense, you know, VO2 max type thing. Something that was like, I'm going to perform well here. No, Besides no, toughness. no. Like I said, coming, going into it first time, I had no idea. And, and half of our team, I was sick that day. And half of our team was sick that day. You know, I want to hear yeah, about so, that too. So like going, like there's no way to know, will you be good at it or not? Because it's like I said, it's not a typical ski race. It's it's a survival, and that's something you gotta be, look deep, deep inside of you. <laughs> and I, I don't know if Devin, you probably had uh, like I think everybody has thoughts going up at like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes in, thinking, "Why am I doing this? This oh, yeah. is just stupid." Oh, like, yeah. This oh is, yeah. Like why am I here? I why why I started today? This is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, and but you can't think that because after that you'll be done. You'll be oh, stopped. Yeah. But you know, like I like somehow those thoughts, maybe I'm weird in some way that I enjoy that pain and that that grind and that the hill and i never thought that way i'm like i'm just like bring it on come on it made me more maybe angrier or maybe that gave me more adrenaline to the on the hill you know when you're just like when you can barely see and it's half dark in your eyes but you just like no this is not gonna kill me like i'm stronger than this i gotta get to the top and there's i'm dropping guys and this is going well or you know but it's opposite when you when you're not into it and you and you're like i don't know Devin, what do you think about this new format when that they made it mastered like does well, it yeah it, it's kind of weird it more, right it's exciting like, it's for like, other people or not i don't know yeah that's i i'm with you on that babs like that that's the that's the funny thing like i think for the women's race um 
you know, it would have been really exciting to see Eva Anderson move herself into third with the old style pursuit, right? The pursuit, the yeah. pursuit format. Uh, same with Spitzoff, like Spitzoff, like coming back to that pack and like securing third. The problem is um, with the production, the way it's been up Alpchermis in the pursuit style, it's like if they just kept the camera on Bolshinov the entire way up Alpchermis, which is probably what they would have done, it would yeah. have been super boring, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, so it's like, for me as like a traditionalist the pursuit is just so cool because you're seeing people just completely come undone right mm -hmm. like like you're like you like to see spits off in a pursuit start clamber past people and get third in the overall for example that that's like a great storyline it's just but if you can't film it properly i see yeah. that the pursuit is like super boring and then like babs was saying too like it's so steep so like in a mass start, if you get caught out a little bit, if you're caught mid pack or like, 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 let, let's take a, an example. So like Gus Schumacher had a solid day again, being top 20 in, mm -hmm. on the day, on the day, but he was just in like, he was just in a mess of bodies. Like, yeah, I, like, I don't think it was an honest, I, I don't think it, it, we can take his, his performance up out like in an honest way. Cause he was just in like, just totally munched in the middle of that pack. Mm -hmm. all the way up and like say he felt good like Bolshinov disciplined himself well and like made up a lot of time late in the race like Gus there's no way he can get that opportunity because like Bab said on those steep sections like he can't get by anybody so mm -hmm. so I don't know like I, I I personally I like the pursuit format better because it's just such a feats of strength like you're saying yeah. and I, I like seeing that and then also too I also always loved the 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 reactions like Jesse did a good job celebrating Bolshinov too they should god they earned mm -hmm. it but but I always just love that image of like Teresa crossing the line with her arms in the air, Dario or mm -hmm. Mara Bjergen. Remember when Mara won the tour for the first time, Babs? Like, yeah. and like watching that, like the emotion of yeah. like you crossed, Mara didn't win, like she wouldn't necessarily win the final climb. But like when she won the tour to ski, it's just such an outpouring of emotion because you're the first over the line and it's a pursuit. So you know you won it. So like, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of well, missed the pursuit, but, but I mean, I see it bullshit off the men's race would have been just like, you couldn't have watched it. Even so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's it, in one way, like when the gaps are not so big, it's way better th to have a pursuit, right? Because imagine watching, watching spits off from the eight going to the third. On oh the, yeah. It's on awesome. the, right. They would be like, you, and I'm not sure how, how more confusing it made for the regular person to watch it. Who doesn't know because you're like, Oh, spits off one. He's a winner. Oh, wait, no, he's not. He's third. Wait, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know? for sure. And, 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 and same with like uh, Abba and everybody. Like, she's like, oh, Abba won. Oh, like, no, she's not. She didn't. Jesse's still the winner. You know, so, but, but it does highlight those people who's good on the day and, you know, and they, it gives them a bit more, more maybe camera time. You're right. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm on, on that with you. So, so it's, it's interesting. Just, just different approach. But, I think it makes it so much harder for people in the pack to 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 move move up or move around because, like you said, you just getting carried into that pack <laughs> towards the finish line, and, and oh, you yeah. can't really do much. But I also like to maybe mention Federico Pellegrino this tour, like oh, he, yeah. he's he not just his sprint abilities, but his distance abilities. Like you know, he's been in top thirty or like even top twenty on the distance races on the on the tour every tour. Like and even on the hill climb today, he was he was decent. Like that's that's impressive. 
yeah, because no, you, sure. you you usually yeah, sprinters did just like like right. Gleb, like Gleb, he's a, he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's a pure sprinter. He's like he got the bonus points, and then he's like, okay, I'm gonna finish five minutes back. <laughs> you know, yeah. relax. But Pelly, he's he, and 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 that's a hats off for him. Like you know, he's he's improved his distance skiing so much better. Like I'm not sure how how much it helps him in the sprint, but he's. Yeah, that was that was a good decent performance by by Philly. Philly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. So no, it is. It's been it's been super interesting and like, yeah, and I totally agree. And like, it'd be interesting to hear from Gus what he thought about his first experience mm-hmm. as a twenty year old racing up racing up Alpes like just in the middle of that mess. But um, yeah, the guy finished eighteenth in the overall tour, and mm-hmm. didn't he? Or am I wrong on that, Jason? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah, 18th, and then uh, the only the other 20-year-old in the top 30 is um, uh, William Porama of Sweden that I've talked about a lot, and he was 23rd in the overall tour. So yeah. those are two guys to watch in the future, and it's really exciting. And, and I think, like, yeah, Gus Schumacher, first-year senior, finishing in the top 20 in the Tour de Ski, mm-hmm. the future is bright for that kid. It was, it's was been really fun, and it's been one of the small highlights of the men's races, other than following great technical skiing by Bolshinov and Oscar yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, and Oscar Svensson's win was was great to see, but Gus Schumacher, but Gus Schumacher was was a highlight for me in the men's race, and and now he can get some much deserved rest before mm-hmm. re-upping here. I also enjoyed enjoyed those. Sorry, I also enjoyed those. They added those bonus point seconds where the in and sprinters were fighting for them. So yeah, that, that was kinda, sweet. That was awesome. That was, that kind of threw and another thing that Bolshinov was there fighting with the sprinters, <laughs> you know, like all the other distance guys, they're just like, Oh my God, like I, I'm just going to wait till the finish line. Right. And no, Bolshinov just taking mine, mine. Yeah. Those <laughs> points are mine too. You know, like that's, that's, that shows that how much stronger he is than, than all other on the, on the oh, circuit. Yeah. That, that's oh, impressive. Yeah. And that's why he won by three minutes, more than three minutes on the overall. Because yeah. that's he's unstoppable. But I, I like that addition. Even even today at, at, on the hill, they they had a two. Was it two? Yeah, there's one yeah. on the stadium and one like yeah. kind of on the beginning of the climb. When yeah, I exactly. saw uh, first uh, like four meters up. Yeah, French guys were were fighting for it, and, and it was good to see Gleb there too fighting. And like that was that was that was pretty cool addition. I thought you know like yeah, would have enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it'd been great for Len both those. So that, I I agree with you. That it made it made for made for some for some excitement coming down to the coming down to the to the hill, especially especially in the mass start format. So that was a good that was a good move by Fist, no question. Okay, in closing, um, Devin, I know you mentioned maybe a podcast or two ago, we were discussing Ustagoff being sort of the last athlete to have, I, and check me here, won a, won a tour and in the same year won a world championship medal or a championship medal. Um, gold, gold medal, gold medal. Gold medal. Okay, and so we're speaking of, I think, 2017 when he won maybe the, was it Skiathlon, I believe, over Sunbeam? Yep. Yeah, he won the skiathlon because Sunby fell. But we're not going to go. We're not. No, no. Sunby had no chance. Ustigov would have won that race one thousand <laughs> yeah. times out of one thousand times. Okay, Sunby had no chance. So okay, so that said, it, you know, I'm just kind of curious. You know, if you can give a glimpse into, you know, for listeners and and both you guys comment on this. Like, what's the fatigue like this week after a tour, or even like running into say a month after? When, you know, maybe you're like, gosh, why am I not finding that that seventh gear out of six gears, so to speak, on the World Cup circuit? Yeah. So like what's you know weird? Yeah, go ahead. Do you know what's weird about that, Jason? A lot of guys 
are stronger after doing the tour. So like, if you look at all of Petter's career, Petter would always start the tour. He'd never win mostly because he was so bad at that last hill. But, but the fact of the matter is he won, he's won so many gold medals at the world championships and Olympics, you know? And, and it's just like, it's kind of like a launching pad, you know, like Alex too, when he won the 50 K at the world championships that same year that Ustigov was the king of the 2017 world championships. Like, you get a boost. Babs, you felt that too before, of course. Um, Absol- but it, you are definitely, but you, but you are definitely tired. Like the next week, like it's easy days after after this tour is over. Like, and, and again, like what Babs was talking about earlier in the pod is like the mental stress um, during the whole tour when you're a contender like Bolshinov or Jesse that takes its toll. But if you but if you manage your energy right and you take it like. You take it easy the first three, four days after this tour to ski and then just do some uh, uh, like a gradual build back up. Um, it, you can you can come out stronger, actually, than not doing it. And but I know where your question's going, Jason. It's like, are we going to see Bolshinov win the, uh, an individual gold medal at the at the world championships? And here's what I'll say. It's going to be awesomely exciting at the world championships yeah, this year yeah. because the Norwegians like I was there working for Eurosport in 2019. The Norwegians men won every gold medal at the world championships in 2019. And now Bolshinov is like, should be right. Like the odds on favorite. There's no weaknesses in his technique. He's super strong. He's confident. He's making smarter tactical decisions like Babs has been saying. And I've been saying, but at the same time, you're going to have this rested, fresh, and hungry Norwegian squad come to the World Championships, and it's going to be a clash of the titans like almost yeah. like no other because we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it this year, really. So is will Bolshinov be able to do like uh, Ustigov did in 2017 and take an individual gold medal? I have to go out on a limb and say, yeah. I mean, I think Bolshinov will leave the World Championships in Oberstdorf with a gold medal. What yeah. do you think that race will be? it's hard to say, man. Like I would say it's either the 50 K classic because I, I know how pissed he was after, after just missing out to Ivo Niskanen after an amazing race in 2018 at the Olympics to get a silver. And like Bolshinov had an amazing race that day and just missed out the 50 K classic Bolshinov is such a strong classic skier. And if he can get a guy like Evo or someone else to help drive the pace with them, Gotta think it's going to be a 50k gold medal for Bolshinov. Um, did, because did he Bolshinov doesn't like, not swap skis out that last time you could in the Olympics. I forget. Uh, yeah, yes, sorry, yeah, he he swapped skis two laps to go, and Evo swapped the lap to go, and so yeah, Evo had yeah. fresher skis, and sorry. yeah, yeah, okay. yes, you're right. So, but but I mean, so I but I'm, I'm really excited. I don't know about you, Baz, but I, I think Bolshinov is just at such a different level, and he's been second so many times. He's got so much motivation and confidence. I think he'll take an individual gold at Oberstdorf. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with you. So t- about the tour, like, and that what are you coming off it? I think it depends a lot of how how you did in that tour. For example, like if we look at the at the Gus, you know, he's because that's such a short period of time, and you have so many races that you can try things, and you can you can it's it's less stressful than you getting ready for each individual World Cup or World Championship because it's once in the weekend or once in maybe in two weekends, and you kind of getting nervous and stuff. But on the tour, it's kind of bam, 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 and your mind kind of off it. it a little bit and the pressure or the nervousness maybe goes away so i bet for for guys like 
Bolshinov because he's, like you said, full of confidence. He's won by three minutes, you know? So now, and and Norwegians sitting home and they afraid. <laughs> Maybe Bolshinov is on the up, you know? So that gives him, a, I think, leg up on the on the world champs and, and getting chances for a medal, for sure. And for guys like Spitsov, like he won today and that's another boost. So maybe I remember some years when I come in getting off the tour and I'm actually not tired. I'm like, even day after, two days after, of course, there's fatigue, but mentally I'm like, oh, I want more because it was so great. And, and there is years when you're not doing well or you, or you got sick during it or something, you know, you're coming off and, and you feel tired. And then mentally it can put you actually under a little bit. Like, for example, if we look at, uh, at um, um, Muzzy, Andrew Musgrave, right? So he kind of, he had some struggles, but he had some good, decent races and not, and then he had to drop out. So I'm not sure how much is it going to be, or Kali Halverson, same thing, you know, like he probably tried to find that the tune up last tune up to find again that the way to ski fast ski, ski race fast but that hadn't happened so maybe he'll be more tired out of it coming out of it compared to like Bolshinov who did the whole race whole tour won every single race pretty much you know and and now he's full of confidence he's just like yeah i'm not even tired bring it on you know like where is the world champs oh, i can do it right now and i win it <laughs> right so so th that's the difference but Coming out of the medal, of course, 50K for him would be uh, – That's but looking at his, his form right now, any race, like the skiathlon could be for sure there. And he's, he showed that he can classic, he can skate. He, he's insanely strong in both techniques. And I think he's one of my favorites, that's for sure. And like without knowing what's the what's the shape now in the region, guys, at, like, yeah, they're racing. I see some, some local competitions in, in Norway – but yeah it's uh yeah it's it's a given he's a, he's the strongest right now yeah it's going to be super fun it's going to be just so fun mm -hmm. i can't i can't yeah. wait for the norwegians to get back online and then that clash of the titans getting back and like russia versus norway uh that's the storyline for men's skiing so it's just mm -hmm. gonna just gonna be elevated to an even better level at the world championships in oberstdorf so um, i'm pumped mm -hmm. Uh, I actually wanted to mention this about the Russian the Russian team and why maybe they came out so strong. Like this was a tough year, and it, it is still like with the COVID and and uncertainty and and lots of people like deciding not to not to show up at the World Cup. But for for Russians, you know, they that's for some of them it's the only chance to make World Champs team, and they don't they don't care about COVID, <laughs> and they they so much mentally stronger. So maybe that's that's why the whole team just showing up, you know, in top ten <laughs> during the tour because. Because when other people, other countries, or or some is a bit more nervous and cautious about, like, oh, am I getting, am I gonna get COVID or not? They maybe they don't think about that. Those things. They they just they they have a goal, world champs team, and and you know, getting podiums, making money. <laughs> That's what makes them stronger, maybe. <laughs> no, it's a good Thanks point. For, so it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt there, it, um, Ivan. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it, Devin. Uh, thank you for organizing that. Babs, thanks, buddy. Awesome to oh, catch up. Pleasure. Always awesome to catch up with same you. And here. Say same hi to Sveti and the kids. And I will. It's, uh, I, miss, I really miss you, man. I really miss oh, you. Seriously. Same here. I miss miss all of you guys. Yeah, take care. And thanks for having me. It was a, it was a blast. I loved it. <laughs> thanks for listening. And if you have any questions, you can send them to Devin at FasterSkier.com and Jason at FasterSkier.com. Thanks. Thanks.